This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hey everyone, it's Erin here and I'm going to be doing another solo episode today. I, over the last eight years, have had a lot of conversations with women, experts in their respective fields, and individuals who have overcome some really difficult things in order to get to a space where they're feeling better in their body, more well in their mind, and overall they're just crushing it in their field. I have been so lucky to have had the inside scoop, the front seat at the show of these individuals' lives, and as a result, I've learned a lot of things. I've also coached over 500 women, I mean, I can barely even believe that, through the Raw Beauty Reset over the last two years, and dozens of women one-on-one. And so I'm really taking some time to pull together everything that I've learned and to share it with you on this podcast so that everybody has access to the information that I've learned over the years and the information that I now coach on. In this episode, we're going to talk about wellness approaches that don't work. And for every approach that I'm sharing, I'm also going to share something that does work. So grab a beverage of choice, grab your pen and paper. We are going to dive right on in. The first wellness approach that I want to talk about is the all or nothing approach. I can't tell you how many times I have spoken with somebody who I'm coaching who says, I get so motivated, I get started, I'm excited, I'm noticing results, I'm feeling better, and then something throws me off my path, and all of a sudden, I find myself right back where I used to be. This happens all of the time. Have you ever noticed it happening to yourself? Sometimes you're all in and other times you are all out. This is incredibly normal. When we are all in and the motivation is there, it feels really easy to engage with these wellness practices that we want to incorporate into our life. And when we're all out, I mean, hello, Netflix and chill, eating all the things. And along with this tends to come a lot of feelings of inadequacy, guilt, It's like a pendulum swinging almost. So when you're in go, go, go mode and feeling really good, the pendulum's up on one side. And when we swing over to the other side, it's like we go completely in the opposite direction. We start to notice what feels almost like self-sabotage. The all or nothing approach is tricky because we just don't have the consistency that we know equates to success in the long run. And along with this lack of consistency comes a lot of of those feelings of not enough that further perpetuates us downwards in the cycle away from those feelings that we really are craving in our life. 
So one of the main reasons that we get stuck in this cycle of all or nothing is that we are waiting for motivation to hit in order to start doing these things that we want to be doing, whether that's eating differently or moving our body or meditating or going to bed earlier. And so when the feeling or wave of motivation comes, we get started on this. But here's the thing. Motivation is like any other feeling or emotion. It ebbs and it flows, which means it will not always be there. So if we're waiting for motivation in order to get us started and in order to keep us going, we're going to be S-H-I-T, out of luck here, because it's not always going to be there. I remember interviewing Gabby Reese, who is a, or was a professional volleyball player. She's now a wellness advocate. She has her own podcast. She's an incredible woman. And I asked her, do you normally feel motivated? I mean, this woman is taking ice baths. She's picking up weights from the bottom of her pool. She is working out all the time. She's a mom. She's got lots on the go. And she said, <laughs> motivated all the time? Absolutely not. Most days that I wake up, I'm not feeling motivated at all. I rely on systems and structures and support to keep me doing the things that I know support me the best. We cannot rely on motivation in order to stick with our wellness routines that are most supportive. We have to have systems in place to support us in doing that. So whether that's an alarm on your phone, engaging with a friend who's going to meet you for a walk once a week, asking a partner to remind you that you are not watching 17 episodes of Emily in Paris tonight, that you are actually going to bed at 10 p.m. One of the things that I always suggest is attaching new habits that you want to incorporate into your life to old habits that you have. So one of the things I do every morning is before I get my coffee, before I have orange juice, before I put anything else in my body, I have to have some water. So this process of waking up and then something that I normally do, which is having that coffee, having breakfast, that doesn't get to happen until I've had the water. That is a system or a structure that supports me in staying hydrated. So I want you to think about something in regards to your health and wellness that you would like to do more of. And I want you to think of a system, a structure, or some support that you could put in place so that when motivation isn't there, you are still able to show up for it. Now, the other thing that I wanna mention here is that it's so normal for us to miss a day of something, even have a week where we're sick or where you know work stress is high and we have to disengage from something. That's very normal. Don't beat yourself up. It's totally okay. When we talk about consistency, which you'll hear me talking about a lot, it doesn't mean you have to do something every single day without fail. You are not a failure if you miss a day. What's most important, though, is that you come back to those practices that are most supportive of you. I don't care how many times you fall. I care how many times you get up. If you are persistent, you will get it. If you are consistent, you will keep it. If you are starting something that you know you cannot maintain for more than a couple of weeks, I want you to ask yourself or to consider whether it's right for you. Because if you really want to get serious about your health and wellness, we have got to pick things that you can see yourself doing 5, 10, 15 years from now. All right? We're in it for the long game. I want you to think long term wins here. Staying consistent, but getting it out of your mind that consistent means every single day without fail. Focusing on coming back to the things that work for you. 
and remembering that the individuals who are seeing the most success in their health and wellness and really in every area of their life, they're consistently coming back to those practices that work the best for them, not over the course of weeks, not over the course of a year, but over the course of many, many years. So let's pick health and wellness practices that we know we can engage in for a long time. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code rawbeautytalks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code rawbeautytalks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. All right, moving on to number two, perfectionism. Raise your hand right now if you're listening and you know you're a bit of a perfectionist. Perfectionism is very praised in our culture, in our society. And I bet if you are a perfectionist that you have had a lot of success because of this. It's allowed you to succeed in school and to do well in your work. And you've probably received a lot of praise for it. The trouble with perfectionism, and there are benefits to it, but the trouble with it is that it creates a lot of fear around failure or making mistakes. And here's the thing about failure or making mistakes. It is absolutely 100% going to happen if you are growing. If you are growing, if you are developing, if you are pushing yourself, you are going to fail. You are going to make mistakes. Now, what's happened in our world is that we've become so afraid of failure or making mistakes because we've been told that that's bad and that that's wrong and that we're moving backwards. We have to completely reframe 
our whole idea of what failure and mistakes actually means. It means that we're learning. I always say in the reset, there are no failures, there's only learning. If we fail or make a mistake and completely shut down and don't take a moment to reflect on what happened or what went wrong, then we're gonna have an issue. But if you can get into the mindset that a mistake or a failure simply means that you are growing and learning and understanding yourself more, and if you can take a moment to reflect on what happened, then you're winning, you're succeeding. In my mind, the only way that you can fail is by not trying. The opposite of failure is doing nothing at all. If you try and you fail, you are learning, you are growing, you are moving forward, and you are winning. So I want you to take a moment, if you self-identify as a bit of a perfectionist, to consider you know, how perfectionism has benefited you and how it helps you to keep safe in your life. Who was it that told you that being a perfectionist was really brilliant and great? And again, I repeat, there are some positives to it. But what I notice is that often these individuals, they'll have a dream or they'll have an idea of something that they want to do and they can't move forward with it because they're so worried about doing it perfectly and not making any mistakes. And that is holding you back and keeping you small and not really allowing you to grow to your full capacity. So I want you to keep in mind on your wellness journey this idea of progress over perfection. Write that down right now. Progress over perfection. And that there is no such thing as failure. There is only learning. The only way that you can fail is by not trying. If you go out and go for a run and you have to walk or you only make it five minutes, you are winning. You are learning. You are growing. If you start meditating and you find your mind is all over the place like a scattered monkey, you are winning. You are learning. You are growing. There is no such thing as perfection. And the most successful people the people that you look up to, the people that you want to emulate, they have gotten really comfortable in the messy muck of making mistakes. So give yourself permission to do the same thing. Number three, a wellness approach that does not work is anything that is suggesting, offering, (laughs) proposing a quick fix. Quick fixes are so appealing because we're living in this fast and furious impatient world where we have everything at the click of a button. If you want bath bombs, you go on Amazon and they're delivered to your door later that day. If you need groceries, they're right there. If you're feeling bored, there's something to stimulate your mind. If you finish one show, the next show is waiting for you right there on Netflix. We're so used to instant gratification and having everything right now. But when it comes to health and wellness, we have to play the long game. And we have to remember that our bodies are always changing. And what worked in one season isn't necessarily going to work in the next season. So we have to constantly be self-reflecting, shifting, changing, altering. There is no quick fix that will work forever and for always. So we've got to stop being the individuals that jump on board for that quick fix, but ultimately pay for it in the long term. I remember hearing this story, this is nothing to do with health and wellness, about Beyonce performing at Coachella in 2015, and Uber was the sponsor for Coachella. 
and they offered to pay her $6 million for her performance. Now, for most of us, we'd be like, $6 million? F yes, put that in my bank account right now. But Beyonce, being the smart woman that she is, and probably with some financial advisors, if we're being honest, she decided to forego the $6 million and instead asked for $6 million in shares from Uber. Uber at the time was a private company, so it's now since gone public, and those shares that she had, you better believe they are worth way more than $6 million. Beyonce is really good at playing the long game. I know for me, when we're talking about health and wellness, I did so many things back in my 20s that offered a quick fix that ultimately resulted in a lot of pain, discomfort. I mean, one of the things that pops up for me right away are cleanses, which with anything that I'm talking about, I'm sharing my personal perspective. If you love cleanses and they're working for you, you go girl. I'm all about everybody doing what's right for their body. For me, when I did these cleanses, I noticed that I lost weight initially. I never really felt a lot of mental clarity. I was often super grumpy and hungry. And so I didn't really notice some of those benefits that cleanses often state that you will get from them. I would lose weight initially. But then I always, within a couple weeks, gained the weight back plus more. I was aiming for this quick fix solution to try and curb my binge eating and overeating. And in the end, it never worked. I remember putting pressure on myself to go to the gym. And when I would have these bursts of motivation or I'd be feeling really bad about myself, I would tell myself, you're working out six days a week. You're going to do this much cardio. You're going to lift this much and weights, and there's this is a non-negotiable. That's just what you're gonna do. You gotta push, push, push. Every single time, I would end up injuring myself. And then I would move back to this all or nothing approach that we just talked about because it wasn't consistent. There's no way that I was gonna work out every single day for the rest of my life. We've gotta think again, like what are these things that we can continue doing day after day, week after week, year after year, decade after decade? Okay, no quick fixes. They're quick fixes, but they don't work in the long run. And then how do we feel in the long run? We feel like crap. And that's not how I want you to feel. I want you to start feeling better and better this year. I want you to feel empowered with your health and wellness, like you're not on this roller coaster ride where you don't feel like you have any control over things. All right, instead of taking the quick fix approach, I want you to think about what it is that you can do in the long term. And I want you to think about some of the health and wellness practices that people have been talking about, not just this year, but for decades that we know are supportive to our health and wellness. So things like getting enough sleep. Instead of focusing on what you're removing from your diet, can you focus on what you're going to add in? Can you aim to bring more color into your plate? Fruits and vegetables and different grains. Can we create this rainbow of nutrients and nourishment that we're putting into your body? When it comes to movement, what are things that you actually enjoy doing? You are way more likely to stay consistent with things if you actually enjoy what it is that you're doing. So looking at the long term and what you can maintain versus grabbing for that quick fix. I promise you your body and your hormones and your blood sugar levels and your mental health will all see such an improvement if you take this approach.
is waiting until you're ready to start. Again, this goes back to waiting for that wave of motivation to start or waiting until you feel like you are you know, at a certain weight before you can go to the gym. I, I know that sounds crazy, but a lot of women experience this where they're nervous to put themselves out there because they don't feel like their body is good enough to be included in the world of health and wellness or fitness, okay? That is BS. It makes me so angry, not at you, but at the industry and the standards that it's created for women. You and your body are perfectly ready to start at any point, and starting at any point can be, you know, moving your body, or it can be meditating, or sleeping, or saying no to more things. It can be giving yourself rest, right? It's whatever you need right now. The key to success, and what I've heard time and time again, is that people aren't waiting until they feel ready, because we're never going to feel ready. We're never going to feel 100% confident. We're never going to feel like we know what we're doing. I don't ever feel like I know what I'm doing. I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old now. I don't know what I'm doing as a mom. I mean, yes, I'm getting better at certain aspects of it, but it's changing every day. With this work, I'm having huge wins and also making really massive mistakes. Like one day you feel like your team's in place, the next day it feels like it's all falling apart. With health and wellness, I have weeks where I feel super energized and the motivation's there and I'm feeling really good and then something knocks the wind out of you. We just have to keep coming back to the practices that we know support us. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know what feels supportive, start with anything. If you start and you're not enjoying that or you can't maintain it, then you're learning You're understanding that that wasn't right for you and your body, and we can try the next thing. We're one step closer to figuring out what that is. So for this one, I really just want to encourage you to start today. Don't wait until the motivation is there. Don't wait until you feel like your body is right. Don't wait to continue doing it in private because you don't feel like you have mastered it yet. Nobody's mastered anything. Even the people who are teaching this stuff are still learning just get started. There's always going to be something in your mind telling you now is not the right time, telling you that you're not ready, that you're not enough. Those are just thoughts, chemical reactions. You don't have to listen to them. You just have to go. And last but not least, number five is restricting foods. Restricting foods doesn't work as a wellness approach. And I know it's probably scary for some people to hear this because we're told so often through media messages and different wellness professionals and even doctors that we need to be restricting certain foods. But here's the thing. Our bodies are built to survive. Our bodies are built to thrive. And in order for them to do that, one of their primary foundational needs is food. And so when food becomes scarce or we're restricting it, part of our brain, that subconscious, goes into overdrive trying to find it. Thoughts about food start to get louder. We notice that our focus shifts to food. This isn't that our body is broken or that, you know, we are not committed enough. It's that our body is in survival mode doing exactly what it is designed to do. So the more that we restrict, the more our body's going to want to focus on that food and focus on getting food. And we, again, often find ourselves in this pendulum swing where maybe we'll be able to restrict it, 
for a certain amount of time. I mean, I've even heard of people restricting certain food groups for up to a year. But 98% of diets fail in the long run because they are not sustainable and our body is not meant to deal with restriction. What do we do? If you're not feeling great in your body or you feel like you're out of control around food or your body's not reacting well to a certain type of food, instead of telling yourself that you cannot have it, I would love for you to focus on learning how to eat intuitively. And this is something that I teach in the Raw Beauty Reset program. It's something that I've partnered up with registered intuitive eating dietitian Allie Eberhardt to be able to teach you. I talk a lot about this on social media. We'll link to podcast episodes that I've done specifically on intuitive eating down below. But this approach really gives you permission to eat all different types of food. And when we give ourselves permission to eat and we feed ourselves a variety of different foods, our body is able to relax around it. And you'll notice with time after we get through what we call the honeymoon period, which is often when you want to eat all the things that you've been telling yourself you can't have, that all of a sudden you don't crave that stuff as much anymore. You'll have some, you'll have like two handfuls of chips and then you'll put the rest back in the cupboard. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with who are like, I don't know what happened. I've had a box of cookies in my cupboard all week. I could never do that before. I always used to eat the whole thing. But intuitive eating really works and it is a long-term sustainable approach that will free you up to focus on living your life, that will give you energy to be able to show up in all these areas of your life that we know really foster true health and wellness. So cultivating your purpose in your career, showing up for relationships differently, being able to create and express yourself, sleeping better. I also really want you to shift your focus to what you can add to your diet versus what you're taking away. What kinds of foods does your body enjoy eating? What foods give you energy and make you feel good? Those are what I call your high energy foods. And I really want you to shift your focus from what you can't have to all the things that you can have. Now, if you are somebody who is dealing with an inflammatory illness or chronic illness, and there's something that you know isn't great for your body right now, and that it's causing an allergic reaction, or you get stomach cramps, this is your body's way of telling you, not for me right now. It's not about restricting it, but in this case, it's really about honoring your body and what is going to allow you to feel your best. So if you are noticing physical signs of discomfort, that is your body saying, not for me right now, let's pass on that. Again, turn your focus to all the things that you can eat and continue to enjoy those until your body's ready for those other foods, or perhaps those just aren't for you in this specific lifetime. Now, I know that can feel complicated and frustrating, and I'm making it all sound really easy right now. It's a process to unlearn everything that we've learned about food and to really turn away from the messages that we receive every single day about food and what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. If we can zoom out for a moment, I want you to think, even over the course of your own lifetime, how many different rules you have heard around what you should and shouldn't eat. How many new wellness plans have come across your Instagram feed? There is always going to be a new plan. Somebody telling you or selling you something that you should be doing. 
we have to continue to come back to the practices that are evidence-based, that work over the long run, and that are really going to allow you and your individual body to thrive, which is going to require you to become a bit of a detective to figure out what exactly that is. And again, this comes back to patience, trying different things, letting go of this idea of failure, letting go of anything that you know is going to be a quick fix that you can't maintain for more than a couple of weeks or a few months at most. I want you to recognize when you're in a space where you're acting with this all or nothing approach and really be gentle with yourself because it's easy to land here. Get curious about what's triggering you into that space, what threw you off, and then gently bring yourself back to the practices that you know support you. Set yourself up with systems and structures and supportive people, voices, ideas, books, audio recordings, videos, that are gonna continue to pull you closer to showing up as the woman, man, however you self-identify as, that you want to be. Wellness and health in today's age isn't easy, but it's not supposed to be. And I think sometimes when we take the pressure off that we're all supposed to have this figured out, we can free ourselves up to just start exploring, to start trying things, to start recognizing that every single body is different and that what works for your body isn't what's going to work for somebody else's body. Quick review of those five approaches. There's the all or nothing approach that does not work. I want you to think instead consistency, coming back to the practices that have supported you and remembering that it's okay if you fall off, but what really matters is how many times you get up. If you're persistent, you're gonna get it. If you're consistent, you will keep it. Number two is perfectionism. I want you to keep in mind this idea of progress over perfection and that there's no such thing as failing. There is only learning. Number three, letting go of quick fixes. Instead, I want you to focus on things that you can do over the course of a lifetime. Don't be the individual who's going for instant gratification. Be the Beyonce who's playing the long game. Number four, waiting until you're ready to start because chances are you're going to be waiting a long time and life is there ready for you to live. So dive in and get started before you are ready. Just try. And last but not least, number five, restricting foods. So instead of restricting foods, I would really encourage you to practice intuitive eating. This has changed my life life allowed me to go from being hospitalized to now hosting this podcast and working with women in this field that I love, really focusing on something that is so much bigger than my body and my weight and the size of my jeans. And I also want you to let go of focusing on what you can't eat and instead focusing on all the beautiful things that you can eat. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with somebody that you love. And if you could take a moment to subscribe and review the episode, I read every single one of the reviews and they mean so much to me. They really allow this podcast to be seen by more incredible individuals just like you. And that is the biggest gift that you could give me. Take what resonated with you, leave the rest behind, and I can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app 
and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.